Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We are also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that's all done, let's just jump into today's show. I guess the best place to start today's show would be with the COVID-19 numbers for Saturday. Uh, The country has a record high of 91 new COVID-19 fatalities and 9,326 new cases over the past 24 hours, the public ministry reported this morning. There were 9,134 cases in the general population and 192 among prison inmates. Over the past 24 hours, 3,841 COVID-19 patients were diagnosed, recovered and were discharged from hospitals. And that story is going to lead us into a story that was featured in the Bangkok Post and the Phuket News about the curfew in Greater Bangkok starting from Monday. Strict measures including a curfew will be imposed in Bangkok and five adjacent provinces for two weeks starting from Monday, July 12th as the government attempts to curb the soaring number of new COVID-19 infections. The same 9pm to 4am curfew, which was also imposed in the four southernmost provinces of Narituat, Patani, Songkla and Yala, reports the Bangkok Post. The tightened measures affect Greater Bangkok, which encompasses the capital and the five neighbouring provinces of Nantaburi, Patumtani, Nakhon Patam, Samut Prakan and Samut Sakan. The announcement was made by the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration on Friday afternoon, July 9th. Measures to be imposed in the Greater Bangkok area included the closure of department store malls except for businesses such as supermarkets which will be allowed to operate until 8pm. Other premises allowed to open until 8pm in the malls are banks, chemists, shops selling uh, communication devices and vaccination centres. Other measures in the Greater Bangkok area are all eateries to close at 8pm, work for home, encouraged for all businesses, strict enforcement of social distancing measures, no public transportation services from 9pm to 3am, closure of public parks at 9pm, closure of all infection risk businesses such as salons, spas and traditional massage parlours, no gatherings of more than five people except for religious functions, convenience stores and night markets closed from 8pm to 4am. The CCA assistant spokesman stressed the lockdown measures focus on Greater Bangkok. However, checkpoints will be set up on Saturday in all provinces to discourage people's movements, she said. Greater Bangkok is the centre of the third virus surge that began in uh, early April, triggered by the arrival of the Delta strain first found in India. New cases have soared in the four southern provinces, mostly uh, from the beta variant first detected in South Africa. Um, Also, I saw today that Air Asia will cease flights. It originally said from today until the 31st of July, but I think uh, it's too short of notice. So they're going to fly Saturday and Sunday, but starting Monday, all Air Asia flights in Thailand will be grounded until the 1st of August when they will restart again. I think the same same also is applying to Knock Air, actually maybe all the airlines. And I've also read that all transportation companies are ceasing uh, transporting people for the next two weeks. So basically what's going on seems to be a lockdown within the Bangkok area, but it will affect probably the rest of the country. Um, It seems to be right now the cases are getting a little out of control and the deaths now have hit an all-time high and I guess something has to be done to 
curb the spread of the virus. Vaccinations are still quite slow and there's still not enough vaccine supply. So until they get that in order, I think they have to try and somewhat curb the spread of the virus as much as possible. Give them time to get vaccines and get people vaccinated and try catch up. And that's where they are at the moment. Now, the next story of today is about our favorite topic, the Phuket Sandbox. This is the story that never stops giving. The Tourism Authority backs the Phuket quarantine. A total of 13 tourists who just arrived in Phuket asked to return home after boarding the same inbound flight with a traveler who tested positive for COVID-19. The Tourism Authority of Thailand is telling travelers to acknowledge the risk of quarantine measures upon arrival in accordance with provincial rules. All of them agreed to return home as the provincial health authority allowed them to depart since last night. We're considering rewarding them with special privileges if they plan to revisit Thailand in the future, said Yutasak Supasorn, the governor of the Tourism Authority of Thailand. The Phuket Sandbox scheme confirmed the first COVID-19 case from an inoculated tourist arriving on July 6th. The patient was sent to hospital for treatment, while 13 passengers on the same flight from Dubai were identified as high-risk group and transferred to ALQ facilities. Mr. Yutasek said travellers in the sandbox scheme already acknowledged the possibility of a 14-day quarantine if they are determined to be a high-risk group according to the certificate of entry application process. Phuket's screening measures need to be strictly maintained to ensure the highest level of health and safety on the island, he said. Mr. Yutasek said all travellers choosing to return should receive full refunds from hotels, including costs of COVID-19 tests. As of Thursday, the Phuket Sandbox received 2,524 tourists with one testing positive, while 475 guests passed a second test with a negative result. Hotel bookings from July to September increased to 143,000 room nights, he said. Some 90% of bookings are in July, followed by August and September. Mr. Yutasek said the new lockdown announced for certain areas will not affect the Phuket Sandbox as the province is excluded. He said the lockdown could have a short-term effect on domestic tourism, but if these measures help curb the soaring infection rates over 14 days, the control will have a positive effect in the long run, benefiting local tourism activities and stimulus measures. Uh, that also comes to the other thing that the governor of Phuket now has shut all schools in Phuket from, I think it's now, until the 23rd of July. Again, because one or two children tested positive with COVID. It seems like an overreaction, but it would also have you wondering exactly what is going on. As I said, it's, to me, it's an overreaction for a province that's sealed, but it seems designed to protect the Phuket sandbox as much as possible and to ensure that infections don't get out of hand. Now, I wonder, is there a bigger problem than just a few children at school? So, you know, we'll have to see how, where that story goes to in the next couple of days. Um, they seem to be slow with putting news out in relation to positive tests in Phuket and then also a little sketchy with the information. Previously, they used to be very upfront. They'd tell you pretty much everything about the COVID-positive patients, but now in the last week or two, it's become, become kind of somewhat secretive in many ways who these people are, where they've gone. They're, they're not being very upfront with the information. So that is a, a little bit worrying. It's interesting to see they also let those tourists who were high uh, contact with the guy that tested COVID-19 positive go home uh, because really that's not in the, let's say, the rules and regulations of uh, Phuket Provincial Health. Uh, if you are high contact, you're meant to go into the 
into the quarantine facility so it seems to me also they've they may have buckled to a little bit of pressure possibly from the embassy or possibly from some government officials in the uae or wherever they came from uh it's very unusual for them allow them to return home so easily uh without finishing the quarantine up um i think the tourism authority of thailand possibly are worried about bad publicity in relation to this now he also says that you know you acknowledge this uh, possibility of 14-day quarantine if you are uh, deemed to be a high risk on your certificate of entry application now, i haven't seen anything like that but i'm going to have a look through it again and see do they mention anything about it um, it would be one thing to mention it at the beginning but another thing to mention it if it was after you get your certificate of entry when you've actually you know already gone through the whole process and this as i say brings us me back to you guys out there and people who are considering coming to thailand you know right now the measures are very very strict and you need to be sure that this is what you want to do now if it's just a holiday you're coming from and you want 10 days off working somewhere to relax i'm not sure this is going to be the place for you especially with the the amount of COVID testing you will go through and the, and the different bits and bobs that you have to do. And it seems there's a lot of effort just to come to Phuket. Now, if you're planning to come home and see your family or, you know, you want to come here for work or something, all right, absolutely, it's perfect. You, well, it's not perfect, but it's a way to get here and it's a way to fulfill what you plan to do. But do bear in mind that like you've seen with these people, that if you are a close contact or you're on a plane maybe with somebody who's turned out to be COVID-19, you're more than likely this is what's going to happen to you. Now, I don't know how many how many more people are going to be allowed to just leave the quarantine and go back home. That's another issue as well. We'll see. Um, as I said, I have a feeling that some kind of pressure was placed on the Thai authorities to let this happen because it seems it's completely against their own rules. So... So what do you guys think about this? I mean, if you're close contact like that, do you think you need to go into, you know, this alternative quarantine facility, especially the fact that you're fully vaccinated as well and you've passed your COVID test? What do you think about it? Do you think it's over the top? Do you think it's in line with standard regulations? In your own country, what happens to people who are in close contact or deemed high risk with COVID-19 patients? I'm not sure. I, I know in my own country of Ireland, I, I, I know what would happen. But in your own country, wherever you are, guys around the world, what would happen? What would the procedure be there? Love to hear it. If you could drop your comments down below in the comments section. And now for a roundup of the daily stories around Thailand. The PM and cabinet are to offer their salaries for three months to COVID sufferers. Phuket daily infections hit double digits. The daily COVID-19 hits 10, three short of the sandbox threshold. AirAsia suspends all domestic flights until August 1. Please contact the airline for further details. Bus services on all southern routes in Thailand suspended until July 25th. Health authorities agreed to use rapid antigen tests to detect COVID-19. The tests would be used in addition to the current RT-PCR method, which yields the most accurate results. Moderna sells out in minutes on Shopee. One million AstraZeneca vaccines from Japan for elderly in Bangkok. Singapore upbeat on Hong Kong travel, but don't call it a bubble. Finally, Thai study finds two doses of Sinovac cannot beat Delta variant. AstraZeneca, thumbs up, it can. And finally, Thai borders to open up after mass vaccinations. After the mass vaccination rollout, governments and the public are looking forward to the reopening of borders, just like the Sandbox Project Thailand has just launched on Phuket Island.
some countries have been trying out the same or similar ideas with varying degrees of success. One of the first such countries is New Zealand, which was regarded as having handled the COVID-19 situation well. Since the early days of the pandemic, New Zealand and Australia have been studying the possibility of a bilateral travel bubble. After a number of deferrals, the plan was put into practice in April, only to be suspended roughly six weeks later following the resurgence of cases in Australia. The plan now is for the bubble to resume next week, leaving the high-risk state of New South Wales out of it. Meanwhile, the European Union is coordinating among its member states to ensure their citizens can retain the right of freedom of movement. A majority of EU member states issue Digital Covert Certificates, or the EU DCC, to enable their citizens to travel within the bloc. The system is designed to facilitate safe travel by verifying the pass holder's coronavirus status, whether through vaccination, a recent negative test result, or proof of recovery from infection. If the traveller meets the requirements, then they can travel within the participating countries with no restrictions. Travellers from countries outside the EU, listed in the so-called white list, are also welcomed without quarantine. Several other countries have shown interest in opening up their borders during the pandemic under the concept of the travel bubble, including Singapore, Hong Kong, South Korea, to name but a few. Currently, they are only at the stage of talks and none of them have turned the idea into any kind of reality. Rather, the opening of the borders is done more unilaterally by accepting individual travellers who meet certain conditions, such as showing a negative COVID-19 test and a vaccination certificate or travelling from a low-risk country. As the risk remains, international tourism arrivals are set to stagnate this year, except in some Western markets, causing up to $2.4 trillion in losses, a UN study said on Wednesday, adding the sector is not expected to rebound fully until 2023. I don't think anybody is naive enough to believe that travel is going to return to any form of normality within the next six to nine months. But we have to have a way out of all of this and for travel to resume. Now, ideas such as the European Travel Pass or even the IATA Travel Pass are good ideas that could be adopted by other countries to make travel a lot easier. I think probably the IATA travel pass would probably work on a worldwide basis as long as your information is only kept on your device. Ideas like travel bubbles and the Phuket sandbox model, all they all, they're ideas that really in the future will not go too far. I think we need to be looking at testing, vaccination for travel. But only to that extent, I think we have to admit at some point that the virus is going to be with us for a very long time and that we need to start to live with it and learn to live with it. I believe Singapore have plans to eventually uh, treat it as endemic and treat it as if it's the flu. And all the nonsense that we see with locking people up for 14 days because they were in close contact with somebody who had the virus will soon come to an end. And I do believe these things will facilitate travel more in the future. So I put it to you guys out there. The future of travel... What do you see it as being? Do you see it as being what it was in the past? Or will it be a new normal of a digital certificate, a COVID test? And also, what countries would you guys like to see out there? If you could fly anywhere today, where would you fly to? Would it be Thailand or would it be another country around the world? Well, that's it for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for supporting the channel. Hope you had a great weekend. Please do stay safe out there and let's talk again next week.
Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye.